Jesus Bible and Current Events from a Christian Perspective Battling Spiritual Wickedness in High Places One Podcast at a Time This is the High Places Podcast Hello everyone, it's Jim Uh, A couple things to talk about tonight Um, First, um, this is kind of election 2020 news but it was uh it it was indicative of a bigger issue uh i think which is uh kind of interesting um stacy abrams if you remember she ran for governor of georgia back in the 2018 election uh elections and she lost by 55,000 votes but she uh, she's been you know, people have been wondering, is she going to run for office? I guess people have urged her to run for Senate. Um, and she was kind of going back and forth uh, as people were talking about that and kind of making overtures like she wanted to run for president. And I guess why not? Everybody else is running for president. Someone else just announced today, so the senator from Colorado or something like that. Wow. Um Yeah. You need a scorecard. I think there's enough people now running for the Democratic nomination for president that they could field a football team. 11 offense, 11 defense. Pretty sure. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so it's funny because, um, you know, she keeps hinting um, that, oh, well, she really shouldn't have lost that election and some sort of nefarious thing happened. Um, but, and then I guess this week she just came out and said that she, she said she's comfortable saying that she won this gubernatorial election. Um, despite not getting the most votes. (laughs) I thought the Democrats were all about popular vote. Anyway, um, and, and she said the reason is, uh, that she believes she won is because, quote, something happened, end quote, regarding voter suppression. Um, well, one thing that happened is she didn't get as many votes as her opponent. Um, the voter repression, um, everybody always, you know, they kind of want to say that, um, and that always comes up. Um, and yeah, but nobody has a problem with, um, who votes when it comes to having foreign nationals vote in our elections, but that's another issue. Um, so, but then it struck me that this is, um, kind of the way it goes. Democrats never actually lose elections. If they don't get to take office, it's because something nefarious happened. But it's never because they didn't get as many votes as their opponent. And so you saw it in the 2016 election. You saw it in 2000, uh, Bush uh, versus Gore, which is always my favorite one to talk about. Because with all the, and I've mentioned it before, with all the hubbub about Florida and vote counting and all this other stuff. First of all, in the numerous recounts, numerous recounts they had over and over again, the, um, 
Democrats trying to keep counting votes until they finally got a result that they liked. But they actually never did. In none of the recounts, none of them, did Gore ever get more votes than Bush. But the big thing people forget about that election, conveniently, uh, is that Gore lost his home state of Tennessee. He didn't win in his home state. Um, if he would have won in Tennessee, Florida wouldn't have mattered. Florida wouldn't have mattered at all. He could have lost Florida by one vote and still been president if he had just won Tennessee. But that isn't the narrative. <laughs> um, the narrative is that um, the election was stolen from him. And it's all meant to just discredit uh, whoever did win. Um, but this whole idea that uh, you know, this is how um, this is how much Marxists really want power, because um, if elections don't turn out the way they want, um, they just ignore the results and try to basically undermine whoever won, because they can't imagine that people would not want to turn over control of their lives to these. Um, wannabe oligarchs uh, who uh, whose primary goal in life is to tell everyone else what to do. Um, and so it's this kind of denial of reality. And you see that in all of these little Marxist agenda things, right? Um, uh, I, I mean, pick whatever you want. Um, they kind of, uh, facts are ignored. And whatever the narrative is, it's repeated over and over again, even if it's provably false. It's repeated so that people just almost by reflex regurgitate the same propaganda because they hear it so much, especially with all the uh, internet media and things like that. Um, people hear something often enough, they think it must be true because they constantly hear it. Joseph Goebbels, again, as we've talked about before. I mean, even to the point where, um, and these, uh, you're starting to see more and more now because we're coming up on the Olympics are, are coming up uh, next year. And so um, you see more and more of this with the whole transgendered athletes thing and how these men in dresses are like going into these athletic events. And we've talked about it before. You see it at the high school level a lot. And like, um, you know, girls and women are getting like totally plastered by these guys that are uh, participating in women's sports. And there was this, just the latest story, um, there's this uh, guy who's a power lifter. And I think it just set a bunch of world records uh, in an event uh, just this past week. And Olympic athletes have been... Um, you know, have been, there's been an outcry from them about this because it's like, you know, this is totally unfair. Um, and so I'm trying to find the quote um, in the in the article here. This guy, this guy looks like this. Uh, he's not like, I, I mean, if he was a male power lifter, he wouldn't look that sm uh, strong. But um, he looks stronger than the average guy walking around and uh, certainly more so. Uh, than these women. Um, let's see. Da -da 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 -da. I'm trying to find uh, the quote. Yeah. Um, Davies, uh, Sharon Davies, um, 
uh, let's see, uh, British track Olympian Kelly Holmes. The uh, Davies is an Olympic swimmer. Um, Davies uh, sent out a Twitter message about this. Uh, said this is, uh, and even even in their outrage, uh, people are they're from the UK, so they have to watch what they say or they'll get arrested. Um, but I guess she uh, tweeted, "This is a trans woman, man." a male body with male physiology setting a world record and winning a woman's event in America in powerlifting. A woman with female biology cannot compete. It's a pointless and unfair playing field. Okay. Um, And then the other lady, Holmes, uh, chimed in also and said it was a joke. And uh, that biological women uh, may start to just boycott these events. Um, and so it's, but, so again, it's a, it's a denial of biology. Um, you know, there, there's a Y chromosome <laughs> involved in this that uh, people just ignore. And it's funny because they, um, they ban certain substances in women's athletics, um, like testosterone, um, there's, there's steroids because it gives, it gives people an advantage. And so uh, it's just, so that's just the degree to which people will go that even when you see these incredibly unfair things that are going on, people still, because the narrative says that a man that says he's a woman is a woman, um, they just go along with it and ignore the things they're seeing right in front of their eyes. And it's just kind of weird. <laughs> but it's funny because in this article, the, the quotes that these athletes are saying um, kind of undermine something that's been going on for decades, right? Um, this whole line, for, again, from Davies, uh, a male body with male physiology setting a world record and winning a women's event in America in powerlifting. A woman with female biology cannot compete. It's a pointless, unfair playing field. Well, wait a minute. Since the uh, feminism of the 60s and 70s, uh, particularly when that all really got going, we were told that men and women were equal in everything, including physiology. Um, and that there were no physical differences. Women were just as strong as men. Uh, you know, women can do every job a man can do without accommodation. Uh, that didn't turn out to be true. Um, and so it's ironic to me that this um, transgender thing, kind of pushing these radical ideas has actually accidentally, I'm sure, um, brought people back around to the reality that, uh, you know what, men and women are different because God created them different. And so they've kind of backed into this, um, this biological fact, I'm sure without meaning to, and undermined uh, decades of feminist propaganda and so now the uh, the transgenders are um, undermining feminism 
and feminist dogma. So now you're going to have the LGBTQRSTUV um, and the feminists fighting each other. <laughs> so, huh. Um, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, so where does this come from? So this was, this kind of struck me, um, the other night. It's like, you know, when, when you're in, this is the whole boiling the frog slowly thing. When you're in the middle of all this and you're kind of like, okay, it's another day, another weird thing. And yeah, everything's going into the garbage and da, 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 da. But when you stand back and you look at just how much things have changed and how crazy things are, the things that now don't even register as particularly shocking anymore. I mean, think of just everything. Let's think of the violet culture, the same people who rail against guns and wring their hands about violence um, will go to movies where people get shot and killed. You have this gratuitous violence. I love it when there's a, you know, when the Hollywood stars come out and condemn guns whenever there's one of these mass shootings and they work in an industry that makes billions upon billions of dollars glorifying and entertaining people with violence. But again, hypocrisy is um, real and not the narrative, and so people just ignore reality. But, I mean, whatever you want to look at just the, how um, perverse and pornographic and vulgar our, our culture is, um, the, you know, killing children before and after they're born, and and, and just all of this other stuff. We'll talk about this um, soon, about this whole kind of death culture that's going on in this, con in this country. Um, but I mean, that's just one facet of it. You just look at all these weird things. You're like, wow, how did we get this far? And I keep saying this is the, well, so we know this, this evil, uh, comes from the devil and he wants to get more and more people, um, in love with sin and embracing as much sin as they can. It's just interesting to me to see the mechanisms he uses and the motivations that he gives people or the excuses that he gives them. And that's why I say this uh, creeping Marxism, which is uh, hardly even hidden anymore. People are openly talking about socialism, which it's funny because they use that term because they don't think it's as bad as communism. But if you read Marx, his idea of communism, um, there was no government. Because you had this egalitarian society where everybody just wanted to give their stuff to everyone else. The step before communism was socialism, where you needed a government to take all the stuff from people and redistribute it. Um, and so you have this open talk about socialism. It's like, so that's the mechanism. Again, it's cultural Marxism. It's the Frankfurt School. Um, we will talk about that in an upcoming episode because I don't know, I don't think enough people know about that in the history of uh, the Frankfurt School. Um, but the the really amazing thing. So you remember back in I think it was the fifties McCarthy era, the Red Scare, and um, th this whole thing. Now you hear about McCarthyism and 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 that period of time, and it was like this you know witch hunt kind of thing because they were going after Hollywood a lot. 
Um, and so, you know, it was this idea that, oh, it's kind of overblown and it's, you know, paranoia. And, well, I don't know if that – it turns out that they may not have been very paranoid. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Joe McCarthy may have gotten it right. It looks like he did. But there was a book published in 1958 called The Naked Communist. And it was by a guy, uh, Cleon Skousen, I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He was an FBI agent. And he actually had done an enormous amount of research into communist organizations, including the Soviet Union and communist organizations in this country, uh, was involved in, you know, surveillance activity uh, with all these different communist groups and what uh, communists um, were doing around the world. Uh, to promote communism and to basically overthrow Western countries and Western culture. And the overthrow of the culture is where you get this cultural Marxism and the, the Frankfurt School uh, coming in. And so he wrote this book in 1958. It's uh, important to remember that date. Um, 1958, this was like five or six years after he left the FBI. He was a professor at a university after that. But he uh, and this uh, he compiled all this information on how the communists were going about trying to undermine um, Western culture and undermine uh, democracy. And there's a list in there um, of the different methods they were using and the goals they wanted to achieve to undermine the culture and to make a country ripe for Marxist overthrow. Um, their goal is to get things so bad that people are desperate for a fix. And when the Marxists come in and promise free stuff for everybody, that's how they take over a country. And so he compiled this list, and this list was actually even read into the congressional record um, on January 10th, 1963. Um, but I, I'm going to read some of these things because it's really interesting how many of these things have actually happened. And these things predate this book was written prior to some of these events taking, most of these events taking place. Um, so let's just start uh, with some, some of the lesser interesting. They're all interesting, but there's degrees. Um, let's see, one of them here. Uh, permit free trade between all nations, regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. Huh. I wonder if we have trade with uh, communist China. I bet uh, 80% of the things in your home are made in China. And that's funny, that part about um, can they be used for war? Because that, during the 90s, during the Clinton administration, uh, he allowed... This is what he should have been impeached for. He allowed um, satellite missile guidance technology that uh, belonged to an American company to be sold to the Chinese. And so you've probably heard a number of years ago the Chinese you know, launched rockets to be able to blow satellites out of space. That was from the same missile guidance technology. The interesting thing is the CEO of the American company that had the technology and wanted to sell it to China, he was the single largest financial contributor to the Democratic Party. <laughs> huh. 
And then there's the whole Chinese general with the fifty fifty thousand dollars he donated uh, to the the DNC at the time too. But I digress. Um, let's see. Let's keep reading. Uh, let's see. Uh, grant recognition of Red China, uh, admission of Red China to the UN. China's, of course, in the United Nations now. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to, I'm skipping over the ones that are kind of, they were more specific to that era. Um, oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government. Let me reread that. If its charter is rewritten, talking about the UN, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with its own independent armed forces. The UN has armed forces now. Huh. So check your Bible for... Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see, um, reading more, reading more, continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. Understand that back during this time, Russia is a Soviet Union. They were, uh, probably the leader of the communist world, the Marxist world at the time and spend, uh, uh spreading Marxism, uh, around the globe. Um, this is good. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Huh. Any uh, major U.S. political party espousing socialism or socialist policies? Huh. Uh, use technical decisions of the courts to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Next one. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Why are young people so open to these socialist ideas? They've been taught them in their schools. This is a good one. Use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under attack, which are under communist attack. So the same uh, programs and organizations that the communists are going after get the students to riot and protest over these things. Remember, this predates all the student uh, rebellions in the 1960s. This book predates that, and look how that came to fruition. You see it today. Look at all the protests, the riots, again, after the 2016 election, um, all this stuff. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Wow. Um... Okay, yeah, the media isn't uh, liberal. Um, continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. 
an American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. You want to know where modern art comes from? Next one, control art, art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness. This is a quote, by the way, quote, our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art, end quote. Remember that next time you go to a modern art museum. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Yeah, all you have to do is look at cable TV. Break down, this is the next one, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and television. So when everybody started getting cable TV, that's when they could start watching naked people right in the comfort of their own home. Prior to that, you had to go to you know certain movie theaters to watch certain kind of movies to get that or uh, buy magazines in brown paper wrappers. Um, obscenity, I mean, look at the vulgarity that's used everywhere, everywhere now. Next one. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. What are kids being taught in their sex ed classes in school? promiscuity has already been taught as something that's natural and that the whole idea that one should abstain from sex is repressive. Why are schools handing out condoms? Next one, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Social gospel, anyone? Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity which does not need a, quote, religious crutch, end quote. How many times have you heard that? Have you heard people saying, I don't need religion as a crutch. I can think for myself. Isn't that something? Discredit the Bible. Whenever Easter and Christmas comes around, you can count on the Discovery Channel and the History Channel to put on programs that try to discredit the Bible. Next one, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. This was prior to the 1964 ruling, which did exactly that. So this was predicted ahead of that. Next one, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out-of-step-with-modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. And this next one's uh, related. Discredit the American founding fathers. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. Have we seen an absolute attack on American history? And you already have people who have been fighting for a while now to overturn the Second Amendment, uh, if not uh, outright, then uh, certainly undermining that freedom uh, any opportunity they get. Next one, belittle all forms of American culture 
and discouraged the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. And then it says in this, give more emphasis to Russian history, but yeah. Um, but look at how um, American culture, we have, you know, multiculturalism in this country, but the only culture that uh, you can't be in support of is American culture because it's hateful and bigoted and yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, very few people know about American history. Um, this is an interesting one. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. Uh, yeah, well, we have centralized education. Um, you notice that people, um, they want, uh, any sort of social work and help for people to go through government agencies. You, again, you see like Hollywood people or these tech billionaires or, or all these other, um, people that are talking about how all these terrible things are happening. Um, why don't they just give money directly to the people who need the help? Why does it have to funnel through the federal government? And if they want to do that, they can pay more in taxes than they're required to. The IRS will take more money than they demand of you if you send them money. You can do this tonight. You can write a $100 check to the IRS. They won't send it back. Just tell them it's a gift. You want to contribute to more social programs. And the IRS will cash your check, even if you don't owe that $100. So why does it ha everything have to route through the government? Because that's where the control is. That's where the Marxist oligarchs are. So, yeah. Um, infiltrate and gain control of unions. Uh, where did Joe Biden have his uh, big rally after his, uh, after his announcement of his candidacy? Who was the first big group to support him? Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Well, you can see how big business is gone vulture capitalists and uh, now these businesses with, that are censoring uh, conservative speech um, and not just tech companies, uh, inside of companies. You have to be politically correct and toe this uh, Marxist line and support these immoral things or um, your career isn't going anywhere. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders, which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. Dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Next one, discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Wow. This, uh, again, this book predates no-fault divorce, and it predates the sexual revolution. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. What's the divorce rate in this country now? Half? How many uh, kids are born out of wedlock? Almost half? In some uh, groups in this country, it's well over half. Families aren't a husband and wife anymore. There are two guys, two women, uh, whoever. 
Next one, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influences of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influences of parents. I think we talked about that uh, guy up in uh, British Columbia, Canada, who was uh, um, in, in court and told he was a danger to his family because he kept calling his daughter her instead of him because the daughter wanted to be a boy. And so, yeah, the the dad is now accused of family violence for, for using the wrong pronoun. So the government wants to raise your kids and teach them to think the way uh, the Marxists want them to think. I like this one, and then we'll stop with this one. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and use, quote, united force, end quote, to solve economic, political, or social problems. Don't we see this in spades? Notice whenever one of these activist groups have their protest, notice the other activist groups that are there as well, that you kind of look at and go, what does that have to do with that? But they're all working together. And they use violence and insurrection. And they think it's legitimate. If they discredit their opponents, if they vilify them, they don't deal with the message, they attack the messengers, because the facts are on the side of a lot of the messages. So they can't, these Marxists can't attack, they can't argue based on logic or fact, Y chromosomes. Um, And so they have to attack the messenger and vilify them. And once you vilify them, you can justify any action against them. And so the striking thing here is that this was all, this was all uncovered, what, 60 years ago? Um, and it was in print and people knew this was the strategy. And yet look how much of this has happened. This book, you can still get this book on Amazon. And yet very few people know about this. So all these things we see tearing apart this culture and these things that are going on, they are not disjointed things. They are not accidents. They're a strategy. They're a strategy. And why are Americans so anxious? Why do they feel like everything is going wrong in this country? Um, Because that was the plan, is to make people feel that way. So that when the socialists come in and offer a solution, Medicare for all, free college, guaranteed income, guaranteed housing. When the socialists come in and promise free everything in exchange for them being put in power, then the culture will be ready for it. They'll be ready to accept that deal. Because in in people's mind, this wonderful free utopia is much better than all the chaos that they're seeing in their daily lives. Except the chaos has been orchestrated by the Marxists, by the very people who want to take over and who are offering all this free stuff in exchange for power. And all it'll cost you are your freedoms. And we know how Marxist governments treat Christians. 
All we have to do is look at China and see how the persecution of Christians there keeps mounting and mounting. So, I just wanted to go through all these things. Uh, I, I, you know, this is something I read like years and years ago, and I guess I keep thinking that other people read these things too, but I shouldn't make assumptions like that. Um, but I wanted to put this out here because it's just striking. Like I said the other day when I was thinking about this and going like, why, why are all these terrible things going on? How have we gotten this far? And, and people aren't standing up going, Hey, this is crazy. We got to stop this. And then I remembered it's, well, it's just part of the plan. And this is what the devil is using. These are, these Marxists are the people he's using. This strategy um, puts them in power. But notice all these things. How many of these things are just blatant sins? It's just promoting the acceptance of sin. And so the devil will let the Marxists gain their power and, you know, have their ego thing. But in doing this, He's also getting more and more people to embrace sin. And if the Marxists get into power, then the devil has a new tool to persecute Christians in this country. So you can see what the, what the devil's doing and his angle on this whole thing. Um, and you can see what the Marxists are doing. And some of them are probably oblivious uh, to what the devil wants. Uh, others, uh, they want the same thing the devil wants. Uh, people to indulge in sin. So they wouldn't care one way or the other. Um, but this is what's going on around us. Uh, just so you're not surprised. And so, um, again, pray, witness. Because the only thing that's going to stop this stuff, and, you know, set all the freedoms aside, but just this uh, preponderance of sin and pushing sin into the culture like an open sewer, that's going to wind up sending people to hell. Because they can't let go of their sin. Because they're so used to having it all the time. So, um, if you want to fight Marxism um, and retain your freedoms, um, actually fight the bigger problem. Fight sin. Because um, once this country's you know, uh, here and gone, and people are here and gone, um, the consequences of the sin last forever. It lasts for eternity. And so um, the nicest thing we can do for people is share the gospel with them so that uh, hopefully God will save them. And then they'll be repulsed by all this stuff too. And yeah, maybe uh, they'll tell other people. And I was going to say maybe it'll turn the country around, but I, um, yeah. That would take a pretty big miracle. Not that uh, God can't do that, but uh, I keep getting the sense that he's kind of moved on and he's saving lots of people in other countries uh, because this country's rejected him, uh, just like Europe rejected him before us. So, yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting and I wanted to share that. And I still went long trying to get these shorter. That's okay. Hope you, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please feel free to reach us at podcast at jesusforsinners.com. Take care, everybody. Keep praying and keep sharing the gospel. Take care. God bless.